Hey everybody, you're kicking it with the homeboys and the homeboys podcast where we talk everything in the world of real estate investing. Whether you're just getting started or a seasoned vet, we're going to give you our over 40 years of combined real estate experience to help you on your investing journey. Today, we've got a really amazing guest with us. We are going to be talking to Matt Kruger of Rental Cash Flow. He is blowing up on social media, but the homeboys are most impressed with his work ethic and how he started from nothing. Yeah, he's. Uh, we're going to cover a lot of topics today with him, but most importantly, we're going to talk about how he started with almost nothing and was just working a dead-end job and has turned that into financial freedom, quit his job, and now spends his time with his family and managing his investment properties. Pretty Man. cool. We're really excited to have you, man. How yeah. you doing? Yeah, thanks for having me on, you guys. Really, really appreciate the invite out here. So I'm, I'm excited to meet you and, and kind of dig into how we got started from nothing like you guys did and to get to where we are now. So, Well, I got to say, we've been hanging out for the last couple hours. We got to go grab some lunch, which is very important to the homeboys, you know, so we got to, we got to go get some steaks and hang out. But what I've liked most about our time is like, I just am captivated by your story and your work ethic, your drive, how you started from literally nothing, working a job that you didn't really want to do, um, that you felt was more of a dead-end job. I think it was a fine job, but it was like what you thought was a dead-end job. But can you just kind of give us kind of an overview of your story and how you started, um, you know, your family background, your real estate story, just kind of give us the breakdown. Yeah, so I won't take you all the way back to you know conception, but uh, I'll <laughs> I can uh, hey I can lead into we got we got, we got time we got time. <laughs> uh, born in Wisconsin, and uh, I grew up in Iowa though, so mm-hmm. I've been Iowa pretty much all my life. Um, grew up with uh, with not a whole lot of money in my house. My dad did uh, did IT work um, for an architectural company that ended up going bankrupt in two thousand eight. Um, that was my first taste of you know real estate was stay way. Um, you know, and, and my dad and I kind of still see, you know, differently, uh, from each other, but he's, he's conforming, he's conforming. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, we, we lived in a house where if you wanted something, you had to pay for it on your own. Um, so if I wanted a car, I had to save up and pay for that. Uh, if I wanted a phone, same thing. When I went to college, uh, I got a degree, um, in biblical studies and youth pastoral. And, uh, uh, I, uh, I liked working with kids. I liked working with people. So that was my, that was kind of my goal. Um, um, but I had to pay for it on my own. Uh, I ended up working a job as a, as a janitor. I was a custodian, um, you know, putting, putting urinal cakes, uh, in, uh, in toilets. I used doing, to sell urinal all cakes. Those we we talked probably, about probably, that. Yeah, That's I probably right. bought from, uh-huh. from your company. Um, but, uh, um, so, uh, I did that for two years while I went to college. Um, so I could pay my way through it. I graduated debt free. Um, I used to have the, the Dave Ramsey mindset of, of, you know, debt is bad, get away from debt. Uh, you know, all, all things debt is terrible. And, um, but I never learned about the, the benefit to using debt to your advantage to purchase cash flowing assets. And, uh, and then I met my wife, I'll kind of fast forward a couple years after college. Um, you know, met, met my wife of, it'll be nine years in a couple weeks here. Um, uh, and, uh, she's, she's not left me yet. She's tried a couple times, but no, mm-hmm. um, but Happy uh, early anniversary. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. So, uh, four kids under seven and, uh, and living, living the dream. Yeah. So congratulations she, yeah, she, to she, you she, she and my great. condolences to her. Yeah. Yeah. I 
know her. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what she sees me. I still don't. Yeah, I ask her the question all the time. You know, why, why do you love me? What do you see me? I, I don't know. It's like that's not a good answer. You got to give me something. But uh, no, we uh, we've done great, and she's been a huge supporter and partner with me through this journey. But um, but her parents had done real estate investing, and that's really what got my mindset first on seeing this and the impact of you know a, a, a man who was a meat cutter at a grocery store become financially free through purchasing rental properties and leaving his full-time job. Um, and his, that's what her dad 40s. did. He yeah. was a meat cutter who, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he, he was cutting meat at a, at a grocery store and, uh, delivering papers on the side. They tried some investment, you know, things They bought ostriches, um, at the end of the ostrich meat fat or whatever. And, wow. and I don't know, ended up losing tens of thousands of dollars from that, but got right back up paid it off through other side jobs and then just went after the next thing, which was real estate for them. And I saw this picture of this couple who's, you know, in their, in their fifties at this point, when I had met them, they were in their early fifties and they're spending a month out of their year in Tucson or South Padre Island and, you know, and living as property managers, part-time doing their own thing. And I'm like, I want that. Like, how do I get this? And, uh, at the time though, it's it, like, I'm making 35 grand a year as a cell phone rep at a sprint store. And I'm like, there's no way I can save up 20% down on a rental property. There's just no way. Um, my wife was a vet tech, uh, which those, you know, vet techs do not get paid hardly anything. So it was like 14 bucks an hour or something, mm -hmm. but we got pregnant and we got baby number one coming and we're living in an apartment and we're like, we want to buy a home. We want to buy a home. What do we do? And I'm, I'm driving to work one day and I'm listening to a podcast because that's what I knew. It's like, I, I need to educate myself because I wanted this so bad. Educate myself in a way that we can buy a rental property without putting 20% down. And I, I heard this guy talk about house hacking, which I had heard before, but where you buy a property, you know, with, with multiple units, you live in one of them, rent out the rest. I couldn't get a loan for a duplex because the duplexes in my area were 200 grand and I'm making 35. It's like, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. But this guy talks about buying a single family home, moving into that, living in it for a year and then moving out and renting it out. And I'm like, I can probably do that. We found a home uh, for $90,000. Uh, it had been on the market for a few months. It was the definition of grandmother's home. There was carpet in the kitchen that had like potty stains on it and, and uh, you know, like gold speckled countertops and wood paneled walls and orange shade carpet in the bedrooms. And this thing was ugly and it smelled bad. You know, um, you know, the only thing worse than carpet in the kitchen, <laughs> carpet in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It did not have that. Thankfully we, we got away from that. That may have been a deal breaker for me, but, uh, but no, <laughs> so, so disgusting. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so it's like, well, we had, we had a few thousand dollars that we had saved up. We had scraped by and saved this. And I'm like, man, I can't even afford, you know, to close with the closing costs on this thing. So I came in and I offered 92,000. So that way the seller would pay the closing costs. So that was our agreement. He paid closing costs. So I got that wrapped into the loan. Uh, a lot of people don't know that you can do that either. Um, you know, just work with the seller on it. And we did that. We found a bank. I called 10 different banks to find a bank that offered, um, a uh, first time home buyer credit of a thousand bucks. We literally went out to the Iowa wild hockey team game. We got on their huge teleprompter holding up this giant check. And then the, uh, the mascot for the Iowa wild showed up to our closing and then signed the papers with their, you know, we were on camera signing papers with this guy <laughs> in the room. So it was weird, but you know, there's still these opportunities out there and people don't realize that either, that there's options for buying your first home, but 92,000, we were all in for 2,500 bucks, which was the biggest check I had ever written in my life at that time. It was sure. tons of money for me. And what year is this? This was in 
2015. This is in 2015. Right on. Yep. This is 2015. Um, and uh, I want to say our interest rate on a conventional loan uh, for the primary residence was like 3.25 or 3.5 at that Great. time. Amazing. Um, we actually refinanced that property in 2021 and now it's at 2.65. It's almost um, laughable to think you would refinance a 3.5 rate. I know, but, but, but you know, it <laughs> saved us money and, yeah. and it was, mm -hmm. it was worth it. But so we moved into this property that was just awful and it was you know, my, myself and my pregnant wife. And, uh, we ended up having our first baby while we lived in that home too. Uh, our daughter who's now, uh, seven years old. And was it still a construction zone at that point? No, it was you were done? Uh, we were, we were done. We were done, but we, we saved and we did stuff and we saved and we did stuff. I mean, yeah. we, we put Kanga back carpet in there cause I couldn't afford a carpet guy. Um, I couldn't afford to pay somebody. So we went to local hardware store and bought Kanga back carpet, which has the pad attached and it, mm -hmm. you don't stretch it and you just so lay say, the stuff down. I don't down. even know what that is. Yeah, nine hundred bucks to carpet the whole home. That's what wow, we did. Um, three bedrooms and a living room. Uh, I bought uh, LVP wasn't a thing at the time, so I don't even know what kind of you know cheap whatever flooring. laminate flooring yeah, of some sort. But mm -hmm. there is a store. Um, where they sell like used construction materials. And I went there and I bought tile for the backsplash in our, in our kitchen and, and bathroom and, and uh, you know, all in, we probably spent 5,000 bucks on this property as we lived there throughout the course of a year, fixing this thing up, It's awesome. which, you know, now it's like, well, that doesn't seem like a lot of money, but back then, you know, it was, we were living on ramen and beans and rice and beans and rice right. <laughs> and, uh, and going through this. Um, but then we, we moved out of the property cause I did know this one thing and I don't know if it's different from state to state, but there was a, there's a law where, um, you know, if you purchase a property as a primary residence on a conventional loan, you have to live in that property for one year before you do with that again, unless there's extenuating circumstances, otherwise like a job change or some reason that you have to right. move. Um, so that's what we followed. We did that. Uh, we tried in the middle of all of this um, to do it before the year was up and our loan actually got bounced back to the underwriter saying we couldn't. So that's kind of how I learned about it. But so we did five homes in five years, this, this route. Um, and that's how we built the, the foundation of you know, all of our real estate investing from then on. So, um, you know, five years and five houses in five years. Right. Mm -hmm. And Clint, you did uh, 13 houses in 15 years. No, I mean, I guess you, if you put, did it all, it would be 21 years. I'm in my okay. 13th home um, yeah. in the last 20, 22 years. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm just at 15 houses in 25 years. Just, you yep, know, yep, only. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but, but I guess the point is, is that, you know, it's a great way to get into real estate is by keeping the houses that you live in. Yeah. yeah. I'm just talking yeah. about my primary residence. Right. No, of so course I'm not talking about other investments, but yeah. you know, I've had 13 different primary residence yeah. homes. I regret yeah. selling every single one I sold. I wish I would have kept them all. And and I know that's one of your biggest regrets in real estate too, Clint. Oh, big time. I mean, I've, I've got, you know, we talk about that yeah. house that I had downtown, you know, you know, I, I bought it for 40 and I sold it for 500,000. And, uh, it sold, uh, last summer for a million. Yeah. yeah. You know, well. it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to stomach, but you know, if you're in real estate long enough, you're going to have, you know, woulda, coulda, shouldas, but yeah. you know, the most, I, you know, the thing I really like about your story is you've done it kind of a generation after Scotty and I, and we hear, we hear a lot from folks saying, oh, well, I can't do it now because it's different now. Yeah. And, you know, I just, I appreciate your work ethic substantially, you know, how you and your wife, you know, fixed the house up around you before you had your first daughter. And then you, and then you, you kept, you kept going, you get a lot of naysayers saying, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. 
And I think that you're, you know, a poster boy for you can. And, yep. you know, sometimes it's, it's harder for, uh, for Scotty and I to, to explain this to folks because we're a couple of middle-aged fuddy-duddies, but you're not a middle-aged fuddy-duddy. Not yet. So, not yet. I, don't, I, just, I just turned 30 a, you know, a couple weeks ago. Your so kids will finally turn I'm you in. It. Do you, they'll it. finally turn you into it. It's, it's, it's inevitable. Sure, but so enjoy it. Enjoy it while you're not. But, <laughs> but, you know, what? someone that's getting started out, you know, people say that they can't. Like, what's, what's your biggest advice to those people? That's who I really want to, to hear, hear from in this, in this podcast. You know, I think the biggest misconception from people is that, you know, it's impossible because I, I read online that it's impossible. I heard this person say it's not possible because housing prices are too high or interest rates are too high or, you know, I can't save the 20% down or whatever else. I have never ever saved up 20% down for property ever. Even though we own, I mean, we've done 15 real estate transactions now in the last, uh, you know, eight, nine, eight and a half years. And in none of them have I put 20% down because we've learned how to be creative. And, you know, there's, there's this typical creative financing where you, you know, do sub two loans or seller financing. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about using, you know, knowledge to, to find ways to be creative, to buy the property in, in a way that's, that's different from, from the normal, you know, standard of 20% down to buy a house that you're going to have as a rental. Um, and that's what we did. I mean, we, you asked a lot of questions. We basically. asked the questions, we asked the questions and, and I learned, I mean, you know, when we bought our first home, I get this all the time. People are asking me, well, you know, even if I get a home, I don't know how to renovate a home. I didn't either. I didn't either. I knew nothing. I mean, I'm laying down flooring, like, I don't know what, no, let me just look on YouTube here real quick. Now, you know, you guys may not have had that when you were starting, but, uh, no, I bought know, a house with four of my you know, friends you, and we lived in it and fixed it up. Yeah. So we, just, we pulled our down payment money. We were idiots. There was not a time there wasn't a beer in the hand that was holding either the screwdriver or the hammer. We figured it out pretty safe. Yeah. 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 Oh, it was real. It was, it was brilliant. They didn't have power tools back. Yeah. Then, so it was before, it was before electricity. Yeah. But you could have tipped over a candle and started a fire like Chicago fire. Yeah. That, that, oh, that whale oil, it's real flammable. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, YouTube is a huge tool. Um, you just, you look online for things when I, I mean, you, you find people in your life, like my in-laws who, who had done some of this stuff as well. I would ask for help. Now they believe in, in not being there and doing it with you the entire time, which, which I, I appreciate and respect. And I, you know, paid my father-in-law to do things as well. Um, you know, when I'm working and I can't get over at a house and I had a deadline or something, but otherwise, you know, he might show me how to start or I might look it up online or something else. And then you just learn as you go, just like anything else, you're never going to be an expert right away, but you got to start somewhere. So I would say to those people that are just like, you know, how do you start today or what do you do? It's like, you know, maybe house hacking is not for you. Maybe do something else. Maybe you like the home you're living in and you have kids and you're st established and, but you can't save up for that 20% down. Well, I guarantee you, you've got equity in the property that you're living in, especially over this last year, what we've appreciated, what, 12% on average, yeah. you know, nationwide, um, you know, ap appreciation. You've got equity in your property. Pull out a, a home equity line of credit. That's what we did last year. We pulled out a home equity line of credit on our primary residence, and that gave us $150,000 to use for down payments and other stuff. I, I bought a, a condo in South Padre Island. Um, I did a cash deal on this that we bought 
for $210,000 last March. And the market shifted right after we had kind of purchased this property. This was a, a an inside deal. I had created a relationship with a property manager um, that we knew and my in-laws knew. And, and we, we made that relationship and he let us know when an owner was selling. And, uh, and we got this property at a great price. Other properties were selling for 50 grand more at the time. I moved my family down to South Padre Island and we lived in that condo for a month as we renovated this thing. Um, now I, I paid some contractors to do some things that I couldn't do down there, like carry a granite countertop up three flights of stairs. It was a third floor walk up. I could do um, that. <laughs> dude, these guys, they like <laughs> used ropes from the parking lot and pulled it up over like the handrails onto the third floor. It was crazy, but, but we, wow. we lived down there. I mean, it was, I, I leveraged the time. Uh, yeah. I, I was working hundred percent remote at the time. Um, so I would do my day job there as my family's, you know, well, my wife would be painting or working on something or on the beach or whatever, but so it was fun. But uh, we renovated this property. We were going to have it as a short-term rental. The market shifted, so we sold it. I sold it uh, for sale by owner after owning this property for four and a half weeks. I sold it for sale by owner for $325,000. So I walked it. away with a paycheck for one hundred and three grand. Yeah. Um, you there, know, the, there's some big wins that you can have along the way in real mm -hmm. estate. And, and it's about taking advantage of those at the same time. Um, I just wanted to touch on the things that you're talking about are on your TikTok, which is what I came across a while ago and discovered you. I mean, you're blowing up. So most people out there probably know rental cash flow on TikTok, but it was so neat seeing the videos of you with the kids and your wife literally working these houses yeah. on the weekends and at night and showing people what you did to change your yeah. life yeah. from these jobs to where you are now, which is you quit your job. Yeah. Now real estate is your job, your own managing your own investments. Yeah. And you know, I, I think I've already used this quote in our conversation over lunch today, which the ribeye was amazing, by the way, that was yeah. fantastic. Come um, on. but, uh, it, it, you know, I don't even know who says this, but use the weekends and evenings to build the life you want, not escape the life you have. There's all these people that'll say what the two biggest holdups, money and time, right? You know, money is something that's an obstacle you can get past. Um, you know, never, never assume we've already talked about this, that you can't figure out a way to get the money because you can. Um, you just need to, to learn how. But and that's time, not because we have money. He's saying that. I yeah, want people to yeah. really hear this. It, we all started from nothing in this room and yep. we could all start from nothing again today Yep. because if you find the deal and you put in the effort, you can find the money. It's out there. 100%. You picked up the phone. You called about 10 different banks until you found one that could help you yep. get your first house. Exactly. It's that can do attitude. Yeah. Yeah. If you want it bad enough, you'll make it happen. You'll get the money. And then the time, you know, is one of those things where people just say, well, you know, my life is too busy. I've got too much stuff going on. I can't make this happen. Blah, 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 blah. blah. It's like, no, it's because you're spending your weekends and evenings like the rest of the world where you're, you know, getting home, uh, you know, in the evening and you're just so tired and you just want to sit back and you want to watch the game or you want to go out with friends on the weekend or whatever else. It's like, if you want this bad enough, it's not just going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen without sacrifices, but I can tell you that the reward of, of putting in the sacrifices and putting in the time pays out tenfold because now all of my time is, is mine to use how I want to, um, you know, to, to give and to serve and to be there with my family and be, you know, present as a dad and a, and a father and a husband in ways that I could have never pictured possible before. What a but gift. that's because we put in that work that people are not willing to do. But I think that that's important to, to, to mention also because, you know, so many people say, "Oh, yeah, you 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 able to build this uh, this real estate 
you know, portfolio at, you know, you, how much time did you spend with your family? How much fun did you have? I think it's a common misconception <laughs> that, you know, you can do both. And, you know, speaking from Scotty and I's standpoint, you know, there's very few people on this earth that have had more family experiences than yep. Scott. You know, I, true. I take, uh, you know, many, you know, uh, experiences with my kids I, we talked about it right before the podcast yep. started. I don't work between 5 PM and 9 PM. Cause that's, that's when I'm a dad and yeah. real you estate know. has allowed us to have Correct. those lives in that yeah. time with exactly. our families. So it's not about that. You sacrificed a lot of time. She, yeah. Early on, maybe the weekends and the, yep. and the evenings, but later on it frees up your entire life. Yep. Then you have an entire lifetime. And I think that there's this misconception from people, you know, in doing this, uh, where, maybe one person is there working on the property and the other person, you know, is at home. And when my wife and I were considering doing this, we had a heart to heart conversation and, you know, she, your partner is important. Very, very important. Um, I believe that if your partner's not on board, you should not be doing this. I'm just going to say that flat out because I think you're going to, you know, have a really hard time getting to where you want to be if they're not. But my wife has always been supportive. She's always the one who's like reserved on things and I'm the one that's a go getter. And then she's the one, once we make the decision that she pushes us to the finish line. But we had a conversation at the beginning and, and we both agreed. It's like, we're not going to make this happen unless we make it happen as a family. Um, so you're the guest. She's the brakes. You cut the brake lines, and then she participates basically, in the gas. Basically, with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I like she's, it. She's okay. always the yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, what if this fails, person? Um, but then you know, once we started, it's like you know, I start getting nervous, and she's like, "No, we committed to this. So you're going to make it happen." You know. Yeah. Well, gonna, I feel like I've been able to watch your journey. It. It's going to get through. You know, I've been a big follower of you on on especially your TikTok. I feel like I've been there for that journey, seeing you and your wife and your wife's participation, and the kids are, are yep. you're dragging them along yep. on these evenings. Yep. Oh, I saw I saw one of them where your kids are yeah. carrying uh, construction materials oh, yeah. and you guys make oh, yeah. it a family thing. It's a really yeah. neat thing. Yeah. Well, we had our, we had our first two kids while we were living in these homes doing this house hacking. So, you know, we're going to bed in separate, be you know, different bedrooms, you know, where we're working in a room or whatever else are blocking off parts of the house and living in it. Even the house that we live in now, we, we bought it as a fixer upper. I mean, I converted the garage into part of the home. We knocked out this giant wall that divided it and made this, you know, open room and, and we built it into the house we wanted. So we lived in this construction with these kids and, and this is what they learned. But we, we made that, you know, decision that, this was not going to happen unless, unless we did that. So, you know, I'd work and, you know, she'd be, she wanted, she, her goal was, you know, she wanted to be a stay at home mom. And that's what I wanted for her too. And we're homeschooling and, uh, which has been a huge blessing for us. But, uh, she, you know, would support me in that I'm doing my job. And then once I get off work, then, uh, you know, we'd work on the house together. Uh, and then the weekends we'd work on the house together. Even sometimes, you know, while I'm working, if we had a deadline to meet, she'd go over and be working at the property, painting walls, you know, have a baby in a pack and play in some mm -hmm. room without carpet and, you know, all stuff, you know, all over the place, you know, and, and it's had some setbacks. I mean, our last property we were working on, my son, who's two, you can know, I mean, you can imagine how that goes, right? You know, you're painting, walk out of the room for a second, walk back in, he's got the paintbrush in his hand and there's paint on the carpet and mm -hmm. <laughs> all over the place, taking crayons to walls and other, and other things. But um, I think that's a fine family memory it, that you you'll, know, get, you'll carry for the rest of your life. And, yeah. you know, we live in a day and age with binge watching and social media. You know, there's a lot of things that pr promote uh, people being couch potatoes and yep. sitting around. I think it's a fine example for your children. Mm -hmm. for you and your wife to be in the trenches 
and 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 the, the, they will learn their work ethic you know from you you learn so much from your parents and you know watching you guys do this and ultimately they're going to reap, reap some of the rewards rewards right yeah. i mean you're, yeah. you're getting more family experiences you will yeah. set them up for their college one day i'm assuming yeah. Yeah. or whatever whatever i mean you've already built generational wealth in this you short built period. generational wealth yeah. and they will see that their mom and dad you know was able to provide this through you know hard work and wise conservative smart decisions when and it comes sheer to willpower yeah. the sheer willpower yeah. of having kind of a dead-end job and no hope of what how you can create financial freedom to literally a how much was your first check twenty five hundred dollars is that you said from twenty five hundred dollars and sheer willpower to creating a vast amount of wealth true wealth through real estate that you have and the financial freedom to not have to have a job anymore. Your job is to, to maintain that wealth and to grow it and yep. to set, be an example for your, for your kids. So anyone can do this. The, the other part that gets me and you're hearing your story here is I sit, I sit back here and I think there's so many, there's so many young folks out there in their twenties that say, you know, went to you know a college and got, went out and got great jobs. Why aren't they investing in real estate? They have the 20,000, they do have yeah. the 20,000 down yeah. payment. It's so hard to do, um, you know, the, it's not hard, but it takes a lot of work and effort and sacrifices to do yeah. it the way that we all did it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Those folks, they're crazy to not be adding real estate to their portfolios yeah. who can afford it without doing all of this. Well, what's the statistic? I mean, uh, this was what last year, at least the average 65 year old has, what was it like 200 and 250 or $260,000 in the retirement account, 65 scary. Like that's not even enough to make you, you know, a couple years, two, three, four years. I mean, maybe you can stretch it out a little more than that, but it's not going to make it till you're dead, you know? And, and, uh, you know, the average person that's in their thirties was, was like 10 or 20 grand, maybe scary. Um, but, you know, I'll say a lot of things about Dave Ramsey and we've got different mindsets. I think he's great at helping people get out of debt, um, but not so much about building, you know, financial freedom, maybe long term. wealth. He's low risk. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, low, low, risk. low risk. But, you know, I think there's something to be said about that. Like what you're saying is just these people with these money, they get in their mind, well, we're making this money, we're going to live on this money. You know, it's all about living in the flashy, you know, you know, mindset where I'm at kind of now where, you know, I want to start being able to, you know, maybe spend a little bit more, which is still hard for me to do. I, I like driving my 2011 Honda mm -hmm. um, pilot with 165,000 miles, but, um, I got a 1995 Chevy Tahoe out there in the go. parking lot. You guys right have new cars <laughs> compared to me. Go. Come on. There Your you cars go. are like cutting edge <laughs> compared to my it's 1990 true. Jeep Wrangler. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, I get that. Like, you yeah. know, through, through TikTok, even people mm. bash me for my car. Well, he's not driving a nice car. He's uh -huh. not, it's like, he must not be successful. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah. you're over there working a nine to five job trying to get, you know, buy it, but you're, you know, you got a $600, $708, you know, car payment because you want to look a certain way. Well, I've driven this car, you know, and I don't owe anything on it. I bought it cash for 10 grand a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. And and I'd rather and, take my family to South Padre Island yeah, for a month. I, I'm, right. And I'm, kick I'm, it, I'm spending know? all so, of January mm -hmm. and February yeah. there living in a condo uh, near the beach and, 
What'd you do, spend? Doing July in Florida with your family? Yeah, it was a little warm for yeah. pale I, skin. I just I spent three weeks uh, in California with like, my family. I, <laughs> you know, it's about living the right life, and yeah. real estate it can take anyone there. It's priorities, yeah, yeah, priorities, and and uh, everybody's living for these appearances right now. And I think that's the problem yeah. is they want to take these vacations because apparently these young twenty year olds just think, oh yeah, I need a vacation, you know, every other month, you know, because life is so hard right now and all these other things. It's like, well, speaking of, speaking of the flashy lifestyle i want to kind of transition a little bit you know on social media you see a ton of these gurus you know preaching do you want to get rich quick overnight and you know scotty and i have always been you know very firmly against that lifestyle you know we we like dave ramsey um because we feel like no one's getting hurt by his information maybe restricts a little bit of of growth but but anyhow what we were so drawn to um, from you was your social media presence and how 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 real um, you are and you know showing your family and you know how you've come from nothing. Tell us a little bit about uh, your social media, some of the things you're doing, the message you're putting out there, all of that. Yeah. So when I started doing social media, um, my goal was really to help people that were where I used to be get to where we are now, um, because it has dramatically changed our lives in ways that people who hear the term financial freedom and, and haven't tasted that or, or gotten to that point will never understand. Um, but you know, when I started, when I started doing TikToks and Instagram and whatever, I, I, I wanted to tell our story. I wanted people to be able to see, I just started recording our family. Like, this is what we're working on right now. This is what we're doing. Like, these are the projects that we're doing with the kids, you know, and, and I'll talk numbers sometimes, but that's because I want people to be able to see, this is what's possible. This is what you can actually do. Even today, this is what you can do. Um, I feel like there's, there's all these, you know, influencers out there doing Airbnbs or whatever else, you know, short-term rentals are the hot commodity right now. That's what people are, are all about is the short-term mm-hmm. rentals. But, um, you know, I'll say this all the time, but I think that people need to get their toes wet with a long-term rental and a long-term tenant before they think about doing short-term, but sure. to, to each their own. But, um, you know, there, there's these guys driving these, these Lambos and living in these mansions and, you know, who knows if they even own this stuff, but it's creating this, this false picture of what financial freedom really is. Um, financial freedom is not making millions of dollars a year and just, you know, throwing money out the window to the masses and, you know, going and living in these beach houses. It's about having your time back to be able to use how you want to. Um, you know, we're now, I, I don't, I mean, I would say I don't set an alarm. I've got a three month old, so that alarm's already, you know, set with him, but, uh, <laughs> I know um, that, you know, I know we, drill. <laughs> we, uh, we wake up, I make breakfast with my family. I have no, I used to get migraines all the time from stress. Um, I don't get migraines anymore. I, I wake up, I make breakfast with my family. We sit down, we read the Bible, we pray as a family. We we uh, we start the morning slow. My wife will then, typically she's leading the homeschooling for the most part right now, probably until they're a little bit older. But then I go down and I'll I'll work out. I'll check on some of our, our properties. I'll, uh, you know, make sure that guest communication with our short-term rentals is good. But usually a two to three hours a week I'm spending doing that stuff. Um, and then we'll just spend the day together. We'll go outside on a four wheeler ride. We'll go, you know, play with the horses or the chickens or whatever else. And, you know, we, we travel together. Um, you got a four wheeler. Oh, I've got multiples. Oh man, <laughs> dude. Everybody has a four wheeler at my now, house. Now We've got like my, four of them right now. I think language. <laughs> yeah. You're, ta- you're, you're talking uh, right up, man. right up our alley. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I don't like to buy flat, but flashy yeah. things. No, but I've got a, I've got a nice four wheeler. I gotta, I gotta yeah. say my, my four wheeler. Yeah. I, I bought half of a uh, side by side. I own 50% of it. I've never seen it. 
because of him. Half of a side by side. He I think bought. That's, that's called a four. He bought one in our name. You know, <laughs> I well, paid we, for half we, of it. I literally. I'm not joking. I've never seen it. Yeah. Well, I. Uh, I do all of the the snow plowing for the different yeah, uh, office yeah. buildings that that, 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 yeah. that we have, and a lot of times it it makes it easier that it's at my house more often. Uh-huh. Than I can understand that. Yeah, it is, but you know, you know, it's a, you know, it's, yeah. Hey, you, you, you own trucks but. and trailers. I do. Plural. Yeah. I, so do. I don't want to hear anything. Yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> but but, but back to you. Yeah. So twenty five hundred dollars and a bunch of time spent with your family working hard. Yep. But not a whole bunch of sacrifice, in my opinion. It was hard work. Yeah. But it really, was sacrifice of time was yeah. the main thing. You but know, it doing got you the, time back. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. So, yep. Uh, you know, anyone can do this. I don't want to hear it that real estate is, uh, you know, only for the wealthy or for high earners. It's not. In fact, real estate's the number one way someone can change their station in life Mm -hmm. from nothing, from a teacher's son who didn't have a dad around to Clint, who started with nothing. He graduated college and had nothing. He was selling piss biscuits and air fresheners. (laughs) True that. (laughs) And nothing. And it created the freedom where I haven't worked a day in my life. Let's be honest. I haven't worked a day in my life because I'm in real estate and I love what I do. Matt was installing piss biscuits and air fresheners. Yeah, and you were selling them. I I set them up. He knocked them down. (laughs) (laughs) It was in elementary school too, man. So that was was rough. Yeah, that was rough. But anyone can do this. That's why I love that book, The Millionaire Next Door, and and a bunch of these other books that we really believe in. Um, if you go to the homeboyspodcast.com, there's a list of, of resources and, yeah. and books that really help kind of share some of the wisdom that we've talked about and the ways other people have done this. But I love that story because it's so true. So many people yeah. come up with reasons why they can't do it. And you just ignored them all. And yeah. you just said, yeah. okay, I'm going to go do this. Yeah. I'm going to call banks yeah. and figure out a way to buy my first house. And then I'm going to turn that one into a rental and buy my next house. Yep. And, and our, our goal from the start was just how can I replace my salary? Now my salary grew as time went on. Um, but you know, like I told you guys before, like my biggest salary that I ever had at my last job was $68,000 a year. That's the most I was ever making. You know, people look at that like, you know, what, like how, how could you do that? I mean, we did that cause we learned how to be creative and how to figure out ways to buy properties with, without, you know, saving the 20% down because realistically I could have never done that otherwise. So it's not all about, you know, what you're making. It's about how you, you know, figure out how to be creative with that and, and, and make it happen. $68,000 a year, four kids to support with that money. And you still found a way to change your life where you don't even need that $68,000 job anymore because of real estate. It's really a neat story. I love your TikToks. If you're listening to this, go check out his TikToks. Where, where, where can we find you on social media? Yeah. So, uh, rental cash flow. Uh, just like it sounds, rental cash flow. Uh, Matt, you'll you'll find me on Instagram or TikTok. Um, uh, TikTok is where I do most of my work, so you'll see me you'll see me on there. But uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I I love making content just about about our life, about installing an HDMI port at a at a short term rental. I talk about Airbnbs and I talk about you know how we got started, and I just kind of go through our story and and uh, and you'll learn you'll learn about it from there. Rental. Well, cash. I'm a huge fan, as you know. I've uh, as you know, I love the content that you make you make it all entertaining the fact that you include your family and really show how this works is really neat and for folks who just have already made it it's still fun to watch what he puts out there 
You know, it's, it's, he does do a lot of educational stuff that will help you become successful in real estate because he's walked the walk and he shows you how he did it. But at the same time, it's fun to watch his stuff regardless. So I recommend checking it out. Hey man, it. And we really appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah. Really enjoyed getting to know you. Uh, we hope to maybe do some collaborations or if nothing else, just stay in touch. Maybe, yeah. maybe we head out to Iowa and you, uh, you, there we you go. feed us a steak whenever we, yeah. uh, I'll show, we, show we you guys my meat you. birds out there. So right, we'd love that. <laughs> well, that's our show. You have to check him out. Matt Kruger, rental cash flow, blowing up on TikTok and Instagram. Really great guy, really great family, man. We're inspired by him. Make sure you check out the Homeboys content, too. You can check us out at the Homeboys Pod um, on TikTok. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. Till next time, homies, happy investing.